welcome to the Hearts Entwined podcast. In this podcast, we'll be having discussions around the secrets which attract lasting, healthy, fulfilling relationships, creating a healthy mindset, and what women should know and understand about men. Introducing your host, Lynn Smith, the Queen of Hearts, relationship expert, trainer, speaker, and best-selling author of the Cupid's Bow Technique. Lynn's mission is to have a positive impact in reducing divorce, domestic violence, and suicide. Welcome to the Hearts Entwined podcast. This is your host, Lynn Smith, the Queen of Hearts. And I'm really excited and happy today, listeners, to have my guest, Mari Covenant. Is that yeah, how you pronounce your surname? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Mari is a registered psychologist and dating coach. So welcome to the podcast, Mari. Thank you so much, Lynn. This is I'm really excited about this conversation. I'm so happy to be here. So thank you. And we're going to be talking today about empowered dating and taking charge of your love life. But before we actually get stuck into the topic, Mari, I'd really love you to share you know, a bit of background about yourself and what's led you to be doing what you're doing now. Okay. So I try to keep it um, brief. So we've got time to talk about what we actually need to talk about. So um, to give you kind of brief overview. So basically I'm a registered psychologist and I worked with individuals, couples, as a relationship expert and therapist for the past 14 years or so. And that kind of led me to dating, coaching men and seeing how maybe some of those couple problems could have been avoided if um, more attention was paid at the time of choosing a partner, because most people just literally end almost like end up in a relationship um, without thinking about it too much and what type of person might be a good fit or what do I need and so on. So that kind of led me to this dating coaching. But even prior to that, of course, I had my own experiences of dating. So I was a single girl about about town um, in my early 30s. And whilst in my 20s, I'd been in sort of longer term relationship. I was single and in my 30s. And that's when for many people, of course, when you're single and you want to have the option of having a family and suddenly you become aware of the biological clock and all of that. And and that was the early days of online dating. So this was a time where online dating was just kind of talked quietly. Yeah. (laughs) Because it was a little bit embarrassing because you might be seen a little bit desperate, but I saw it as an opportunity to connect with more people. That's not always such a good thing, especially in this day and day and age of these apps and, you know, what's kind of available. But anyway, it was much more at the time, but that's what I was doing. So I started dating and especially like dating online and I went on numerous dates and tried different things. And initially it was lots of fun, but because I didn't have the tools to date in a very sort of much more conscious way. I um, literally just went out there and burned myself out. And then there comes a point also when you are meeting people who are not necessarily a very good fit. And I ended up in these, what's today called situationships. And 
and really starting to really worry about what's going to happen is my dream of potentially having this long-term relationship and potentially having an option of having you know family is that ever going to happen and so then to cut the long story short there were of course you know there were ups and downs and what have you and I had to take a break even because I literally burned out I was just like I can't go on like this because for me and our meeting meeting is just not the right thing but I needed to take a break I needed to have a more of a strategy well that's kind of loosely to put it but much more of a sort of conscious way of dating um and also thinking about what it is that I needed and wanted out of a relationship and then I did I even changed countries (laughs) so I because I'm originally from Finland and I went to did my first degree and some other studies later on in London but then I moved to Finland to work and then so yes I was in my early 30s and I realized that you know in smaller circles it seemed like everyone was already taken um so I thought okay I'm in my 30s what shall I do I'm I'm not ready to buy my you know place and settle um and I had this kind of itch in some ways that I wanted to still go and return to London which I did and then I met my husband and yes we've been married now for 11 years and together for 16 years and and so on so with all of that kind of the experience of of dating and realizing that I lack the relationship skills and tools for dating but also being in the relationship and then that led me to become a therapist and kind of learning from both sides for myself, but also then um, working with individuals and couples and helping them with their relationships. And then now kind of, it's like the full circle. It's like, okay, now I'm also helping women with their dating lives and choosing the right type of person for them instead of burning themselves out when they're dating. And so, so that's quite a long, long introduction. No, that's lovely. I, I love to hear people's sort of personal journey towards doing what they're doing now. So getting on to the topic then of empowered dating and taking charge of your love life. Um, what, what are the things that people really need, need to understand around that? Well, I think we need to understand that one fundamental thing, first of all, is, and this is not always something that many women want to hear. But it's about our kind of psychobiology and how we were designed because our brain and our nervous system is still very much the same as for our ancestors. And where we are today and the kind of society where we are living. So we are living in this and in, you know, from 60s onwards, women have felt much more empowered to kind of or in being encouraged to sort of step forward and there's been all of this sort of women's liberate liberation movement and empowerment and of course there was all the, the sort of sexual liberation and all of that sort of stuff which is all good stuff um and also we've been sort of you know we are told that as women we can go out there and do exactly the same everything that men do and so on but where it gets confusing is that the dating and mating 
is still very much in the similar is going in a similar way what happened to the, the you know our ancestors okay the needs are different but um what we need to understand is that perhaps it explains some of the behaviors and so many women are confused about so many women have said oh i thought that i could do this casual relationship but now realize, realizing that I'm developing feelings for him, but I'm, and there's something wrong with me. Mm. So really understanding that there is this psychobiology and how we've been designed, because everything is about reproduction, whether you are producing a child with this person or not. But that's the, the kind of the basis. And what we need to understand is that so women, that woman, who lived in there in cave times or, you know, her, she needed protection. So she needed to find a man who would be, of course, physically able to protect her and her offspring, but also someone who would be reliable and would be there with her. The needs today are different. Women are much more kind of financially stable. They don't necessarily need that kind of physical protection. But of course, emotional protection we still need. If we want to create a family unit, of course we need, and, and we want that, you know, in the relationship that there's someone who we can trust, we feel that that person's got our back and vice versa. And there's, you know, someone who's emotionally present. So it's about, today is more about emotional safety rather than this sort of, well, of course, you know, if you have a family and you want to stay at home and, you know, bring up children, you need to have someone who's also providing them. But um, but that's maybe less of a focus than it, there was before. And and for men, then, what's confusing is that um, so men are looking for well, those men men are in different stages or some men are kind of looking for a relationship but they're also trying to kind of especially young men in their 20s they're trying to kind of see what their options are and um many times people end up in these situationships and and they say, well, I didn't know how that happened because I, you know, wanted something more than he could give and so on. But so men are sort of biologically programmed. This is not an excuse for bad behavior, though. It's not like they don't have a brain, but they've been um, biologically sort of programmed to go out there and spread the seeds. And of course, you know, they have to, they're choosing. So they are, you know, um, but because sometimes women say, well, how could he be looking for a reliable person, a woman, but then at the same time be sleeping with lots of people? So how is how is that all possible? So for a man, and this comes from, again, from our psychobiology from olden times, um, men don't know if the offspring is they or not. They don't necessarily, they can't, you know, this woman will always know because she will give birth to the child. Yeah. So she will know. So there's no question. The no, there's no doubt about who the mother is. <laughs> yeah. But but he he can't guarantee that. So in some ways, 
when men go out and they quickly have sex with someone and then you know um it's almost like men are looking for and of course there are exceptions exceptions to the rule but you know on the kind of broader sort of way of looking at this um men are looking for a woman who is reliable and how does he know that she is reliable and will have his offspring well if she is showing kind of signs that also she that she's not just going up with anyone but she is kind of choosing him because there's something special about him so and men get even rewarded uh, they get um dopamine hits for pursuing women and they get more rewards if they um if the advances are not quite successful consistently so if she kind of says oh you know I don't want to sleep with you right now and uh, you know I want to get to know you I want to take things slowly and what have you that's like a selection process so if he's just looking for a good time and if she's you know this is not in any way to kind of say that you should go out and, and sleep with someone on their on their first date. But if you're looking for a committed relationship, we're talking about here specifically. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. So just so just for that. I'm all for exploration and all of that. But when we are looking for really a committed relationship and you don't want to end up in the situation or something really confusing and, and something that um makes you feel really bad about yourself and so on. So um So just to understand this, that that actually taking things slowly and becoming the chooser in in choosing the right person for you is really important. Because often women in dating, and I guess all the time, have felt like they need to be there waiting to be chosen and or or then it become she might get really sort of you know choose the right wrong type of person yeah and then start chasing the guy who's not really interested and so on but it's empowered dating is about really owning who you are knowing who you are and knowing that um knowing really like this sort of what's good for you and and not just going with what you think that it's it's good to kind of get the guy or or what have you and and what's really important is to kind of sort of openly communicating that that you are looking for a you know committed relationship and seeing if he's sticking around, if he is not sticking around, when you put certain boundaries, then that's evidence that this is not the right person for you. Absolutely. And I think some women, you know, tend to ignore those, you know, quite obvious signs. You mm. know, men have been quite truthful and open and say that. Yeah. 
not looking for a, a committed relationship at that moment in time. Mm. They then choose to think, well, if I sleep with him, it, it'll probably make me more attractive and make yeah. him love me. And that's the furthest from the truth, usually. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Exactly that. Because that's and that goes back to the caveman times. Unfortunately, we, we still have the same brain. So um, so it is just really understand the kind of where that that all kind of dating and mating the behaviors come from um and yes it's it doesn't make her any kind of you know her to be more attractive in his eyes if she sleeps with with him that's more evidence that you know on the kind of evolution uh, if you look at from that that perspective it's really evidence that well if she's sleeping with me now so quickly would she do that with someone else potentially as well and then um yeah so uh it's for women to become the chooser and because these decisions who you choose to be with and especially when you are thinking about if you're dating in your sort of um in in the years when you are thinking about having a family if you are choosing a person or already is showing signs of not being committal or is not showing up in the relationship. If you think about then 20 years forward, is that person going to be there with you bringing up these children or are you signing up to 20 years of really com- you know complicated situations with trying to kind of, you know, if you separate what happens with co-parenting and everything. So actually your decisions that you make when you're dating have so much like impact on your future happiness so you need Definitely. to take this really seriously I, I do I do feel that uh, unfortunately in today's society um you know we've lost the element of courtship you know mm. if you, like you said if you're looking for a good time and not a long time then you know if you just want to have flings that that's fine but like you say if you are looking for that commitment if you're at that stage of life then that's when you know being wise enough to take it slowly mm. and let him you know prove to you that he yeah <laughs> the one absolutely rather than you try and prove it to him yeah absolutely absolutely and like i said that you know even biologically men get rewarded for you know doing this courtship because men they want to provide so if there's space for them to show up because they see you there's there's something about you that they really like and and then this it is like a dance in some way and I guess that's why dancing is so popular and especially this you know when you think about it is that sort of um you know checking each other out a little bit and how do we how does this all this, you know, are we in alignment? Are we not in alignment? If we are not, that's fine. If we're just not the, you know, the right people for each other and then someone else will be. Yeah, and uh, I think it's not taking that personally as well, you know, if a guy mm-hmm. shows himself to be not interested at, at this particular moment in time, not to perceive that as rejection, just realise mm-hmm. that he's not the one for you and he's doing you a favour mm-hmm. so that you can find the one who is for you. Absolutely. And I think that's why it's important that when you go on a first date, for example, 
that don't go out there and put so much effort into you go out and you buy a new outfit you buy new this and that and then you're like all this anxiety is like oh my goodness oh do will they like me will they accept me as I am yes put effort but if you put all of this pressure then you will feel nervous and then if it turns out to be right fit you will be such a backlash really because you build it up to be so huge and whereas if you kind of take a stage state much more kind of sort of staged approach almost like you know first maybe you all well if you connect online and maybe you have a you know phone conversation and then you decide whether it'd be good to meet and then you meet um very briefly initially and and so on and only then maybe do something a little bit bigger so that there's kind of like building up and that way you know initially it's just about kind of seeing do we enjoy each other's company or not and and it's like you say it's 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 sort of wrapped up in not being attached to the outcome if there's Mm. a second date and you look like each other great if there isn't that's also great because you can move on now to somebody who is a better match for you yeah absolutely and another thing for women often is is learning to receive and this is kind of creating the man the space to show up i guess women we've been taught that to, to be nurturing and do things for other people but if in dating you start kind of going into this you know almost like organizing the date for the guy and he even never has an opportunity that's another sort of I hate to call it the word test, but it is some ways kind of seeing what does he do if there's, you know, an opportunity to to take you out. Will he ask you out or is he putting zero effort and then you go out and then you organize everything? Because the chances are that if you put loads of effort in the early days, they'll they'll it'll show you what the potential relationship with that person would be like in the future. If he's showing, if he's not showing up straight away, he will never show up then in the relationship later on. So learning to kind of receive and maybe lean back a little bit and see, okay, how is he now handling this situation? Is he putting effort in? And again, like he, he gets rewarded for it. So if he's into you, help an effort. If he's not that into you or he's looking for something different, that's fine. There's someone else out there in the world. Yeah, I have to 100% agree with that. It's so interesting, isn't it? Um, I mean, um, you know, my sort of specialism is masculine and feminine energy and how yeah. that works in the dynamics of relationships. And this is exactly what I teach, you yeah. know, around um women learning to receive and, and not not be the chaser in other yeah. words you yeah. know not necessarily be the runner but also you know have have that uh, high sense of value of yourself and know your worth yeah. and know your power in yeah. the dynamic you know because if um if if you do make it so easy for him to uh sleep with you for example then like you said earlier He's going to be wondering, well, do you do this on the first date with everybody? Mm, That's not going to make you a high value woman in his eyes. It will just make you, you know, be one of many girls that's going to be a notch on his bedpost 
Yeah. For example, more than somebody sees as a long-term girlfriend or wife. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And it's like the early dynamic will tell you what will happen later on if it kind of progresses. So it's so important in those early days to really become a kind of present and observe, observe yourself, how your feelings are, and kind of you know, regulating your emotions and and um and be grounded and do everything to be grounded so that the more present you are even on the date the more you can kind of check do we you know do we enjoy each other's company does he have certain qualities that you are looking for and so on so you know empowered dating is really about becoming conscious instead of just launching into it, I like the look of, you know, him, I'll I'll end up in the relationship. And then I'm like, hold on a minute, what happened there? I never, now I'm in the relationship and I never thought about all of these things that might not work for us because we are totally different people. And then it's much more difficult to start backpedaling and, um, and especially if you've got children and so on. So the earlier you become conscious and take really charge of your love life and the direction of it, the, the better chances you are that you find someone who you build a beautiful relationship together with them. Uh, yeah, and I think we attract that, don't we, rather mm. than us actually have to go looking for it because we're yeah. in a better high vibrational energy. Mm-hmm. You know, I do, I do um, you know, feel that we, we attract who we are mm. <laughs> to a certain extent. Yeah. So, you yeah. know, if you are perceiving yourself as a high value prize or woman that any man would would be honoured to have a, mm-hmm. and uh, be honoured to, to marry, then uh, you'll attract a high quality man. Yeah. Just that. Yeah, absolutely. Because when you put boundaries and it's only the one who is willing to kind of jump all the hoops and this is not about playing games, but someone who will demonstrate that um, that they they want to be with you, they're interested in you, and they kind of keep uh, putting effort in. And then, then yeah, you will have much more success in that way. Definitely, and be a lot more happier and fulfilled in your relationship. Mm-hmm. So we've talked about. Um, the, the psychobiology, the sort of DNA um, that's always been a part of the human race, you know, right since caveman times. And we've talked about women needing to be open and learning that it's 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 the feminine that's the one that receives. Mm. You know, mm. you don't need to chase. You know, you're the mm. receiver in the relationship. So, um, you know, if you find you are chasing, that can come across as a bit needy and desperate and yeah. that can make him pull away. So any, any other gems that you'd like to share about understanding the the things that we need to do to take charge of our love life? It's a general, you need to turn inwards. Most people, when they're dating, they seem to be just focusing on how is he behaving? What does that mean? But actually, you first need to turn inwards. And checking with yourself, how are you and what's impacting you and your behavior? And we're going to talk all of, you know, a lot about kind of the impact of early relationships and the attachment styles and all of that kind of stuff. 
because the better you understand who you are, what you need in a relationship, what you want in a relationship, and what type of person potentially would be a good fit, the better chances you are, you know, yes, that means like sometimes clients have said, oh, but now it feels like my dating life is a bit more quiet because I'm not just going for any person. I said, that's okay. Now you don't need to feel burnout because you are more selective. Yeah, it's quality over quantity, isn't it? Absolutely. Yeah. So, um, Mara, before we sort of wrap things up, I mean, we can talk about, you mentioned the attachment styles, for example, and listeners might be curious to know more about that. It's something I have touched on in other episodes, but, you know, if we want to have a conversation around mm-hmm. that in another episode, I'd be happy to uh, to do that. Um, yeah, absolutely. That would, <laughs> That's one of my favourite topics. <laughs> well, well, we'll make it happen then. But uh, in the interim, uh, how can our listeners get in touch with you? What's your best contact information? So I'm on Instagram, which is Dr. Marie Kovanen uh, coaching handle. Um, and I do have a free gift for people if they would like to know more. I have a masterclass there. There's a link in my bio um on instagram to my secrets to successful dating masterclass that i did recently so that's um you know easily accessible there and and you can get more information about the sort of topics that we talked about today but going even beyond um it's about hour and um, 20 minutes or something like that excellent thank you so much and any final words of wisdom that you want to share before we wrap up the episode Well, thank you so much for having me, first of all. But I guess it's like remembering your own worth and value as a high quality woman and always doing activities and keeping reminding yourself before anything else that you are worthy of someone's full attention and love. Couldn't have put it better myself. So thank you. <laughs> I've really enjoyed this conversation, Mari, and uh, it's been very, very useful and I'm sure very insightful for the listeners as well. Thank you so much, Lynn. It's been absolutely fantastic. So on that note, I'll just leave you with True Love Starts with opening our hearts. And until next time, goodbye for now. Thanks for listening to the Hearts Entwined podcast. You can follow Lynn via the Facebook group Two Hearts Entwined or search Lynn Smith, inspirational speaker at LinkedIn or email lynn at hearts-entwined.com. That's L-Y-N at hearts-entwined.com. Remember, true love starts with opening our hearts.